Welcome to the Wildflower Bee Farm Podcast. I'm Hank Sveck. This podcast is about helping you uh, learn and understand the different trials and tribulations of converting a 50-acre farm back to nature and a honeybee sanctuary, and how we struggle to continue to be servant beekeepers. Here's this week's episode. This is Hank. It's recorded on November 6, 2023. So... Yesterday was one of those days where you you go out and take care of business and you know what's going to happen and that had to do with opening up the uh, video hive and noticing and realizing that it was empty, that the bees had left. So I went back and looked at everything and I, I want to go through this, you know, sort of like what happens. We, It's kind of a strange relationship because we really want to just have the strongest strain of bees survive. So we know this is going to happen. And so one of the things I do is I go back and learn from this and say, not that I could change anything, but to better understand what happens with honeybees in nature. In this case, I posted uh, on our YouTube channel the video. In late August, the video hive was... Now, originally the video hive was Saskatraz Bees. It was a play... This was its second... It was going into its second winter untreated. But in late August, the bees appeared, the the hive appeared to have been taken over by another swarm of bees. And it's a a huge number of bees that came in. And I show that video on our YouTube channel. And it looked like they were coming in aggressively, just, just a swarm of them. And I think there's a indication that they were coming in and they may have been queenless i'm not sure they would have come in and killed the existing queen if that was the case with the takeover um however often they will not do that if they don't do not have their own queen so it's it's possible now i know i'm putting a lot of things together here but it's possible that the uh, hostile takeover group or crowd had a queen that failed and uh, or was somehow injured and as a result, the hive was queenless. And that's what I found yesterday when I opened it up. There were no dead bees on the bottom of the hive. There were uh, there was a little. There were some resources left, but not a lot. Uh, there were some. Um, There's a bit of mold on some of the honey frames in the bottom from the humidity and the moisture. But everything else was clear. There was no hardly any brood left. It had all hatched out before the bees finally left. And there hadn't even been any rodents in yet because of the number of, or mice, because of the number of wasps that I think are going in. And there's a few ants at the entrance. So what we did is I went in and and basically had a look. Nothing really to see. Um, but clear to me that it was queen failure. The hives just left. It, the bees just left. They went elsewhere. And queen failure because they there was basically no brood and also no dead bees at the front or inside the hive suggesting of, of a you know a collapse due to mites or other disease. And so what I did is I cleaned it up and I put a, a mouse guard at the front to prevent uh, mice from getting in because we want to use it again. And I also want to see if the bees will go into this wire. I, I'm a little suspicious about the bees wanting to enter a hive that has a wire mesh on it. It seems to be a little difficult for them. But anyway, long story short, so I, I, I looked at this and said, okay, what did we learn from this? Well, there really wasn't a lot I could have done or would have wanted to do in our format of uh, 
servant beekeeping. Because one of the ideas in, in the sort of the foundation is that you you don't rescue hives that need to be rescued because they're weak or they need some kind of intervention. And so when that bee, when that uh, swarm seemed to be doing a hostile takeover, and you could argue perhaps that was the beginning, it wasn't a hostile takeover, it was just so many bees raiding this hive, but that was so, it was, it was uncharacteristic of it because of the way it was happening. It didn't seem like a standard robbing experience. It seemed like a takeover because so many bees were coming and staying that the next few days after that, there were piles of them just sitting outside as if there wasn't enough room in the house for them. So they were bearding, and they hadn't been bearding before. So they had come in and taken over. And for whatever reason, they used the resources, they provided some, and then they left the hive. They just left. And as a servant beekeeper, even though we know that's part of the process and we're actually, uh, part of us feels great about it because it means that we're, you know, the bees that remain are the bees that will be our strain in the future. Uh, you don't want all of your bees to survive because that kind of tells you that you haven't worked through it. And what we're seeing now are the bees. When I looked out yesterday, I, went, I did a number of things. I did uh, thermal imaging of the hives, and then I also, when it got warm, went out and actually took some videos. And there's going to be an upcoming video of actually a hive collecting pollen on November 5th. Now, I don't know about you, but I, and, and they appear to be older bees, so they, they seem to be foragers that were still working, and this is now November. So part of me wonders if the hives are about a month behind, some of them, not all of them, uh, because some of them certainly appear to be clustered where you don't see a lot of activity. Uh, the temperature does go up, so it's, it's still getting warmer inside the hive as they work. But they don't seem to be coming out, which suggests to me they're more uh, winter bees than foragers left. And all of the hives, depending on where they are in the in the microclimate, seem to have a different level of um, adaptation or development when it comes to getting ready for winter. There, there continues to be some goldenrod on the property as well as aster, even though we've had frost. And that I find rather fascinating that this late in the year, we continue to have some food for them, which is on the one hand reassuring, but on the second hand, you wonder, are they ready for a winter? We're also looking at some video from yesterday on the winter bees because there is supposed to be really no way to tell the difference other than bees that seem young now with the fur. We usually, I call it the fur when they have a lot of fur around their there are frontal regions that appears to indicate they haven't done a lot of work yet, and that's usually a sign of young bees, particularly when you watch them in the, in the spring and summer on orientation flights. There seem to be a lot of um, fuzz and fur on the entire bodies of some of the bees we're seeing, and I wonder if that's an adaptation or it's the way the sun was hitting the bees. I'm not sure. You might have a comment as, as we uh, put more of those videos on our YouTube channel. So the other part, and, and I was sort of wondering if I should put another hive at the video um, uh, area because we basically have now a empty hive to watch and watch the wasps go in and out now and the ants and whatever other wildlife is there. But I decided against that because any hive we bring may be disoriented because of the move in location should they go out for a an elimination flight. I'm not sure how it works when 
when bees are moved in the winter, um, or late fall in this case, what happens when they then go out? Uh, if we don't have any more warmer days and they can't orientate, then we could end up having a problem. So I, I will check the forecast to see, but it appears to me that uh, we're going to have a, um, an empty hive at the uh, video site for the remainder of this winter. So I'm Hank for the Wildflower Bee Farm. Uh, interesting lesson on what may have happened to this hive. And if you have any ideas, feel free to connect through all the various channels. Have a look at our YouTube channel and tell me what you think. And we'll talk soon. Have a great one. You can get a free copy of our book, What Grandpa Learned from His Honeybees, by just going to our website, wildflowerbeefarm.com, click on the newsletter button, subscribe, and you get a free copy of our book. Do it today. What Grandpa Learned from His Honeybees. Just go to wildflowerbeefarm.com, subscribe to our newsletter today.